filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle, filibuster freestyle, filibuster freestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen episode two or episode one. Of season four of Southern Charm, listen no further because it's your buddy Gavin, and you know what that means. I got my buddy Cindy Harrington and my buddy Dara Richie O'Brien on the filibuster freestyle. We're so excited to be here. Let's start with Dara. You've had an interesting journey to get onto this podcast tonight. How are you feeling, madame? <laughs> Much better. Much better. Took an allergy pill on an empty stomach, and it was touch and go, but had a banana, half a sandwich from... Rosie's Deli in South Jersey that Dan brought home, and I feel like a million bucks now. Excellent news. Glad you were able to rally. Speaking of rallies and rally monkeys and baseball and Red Sox season, live from Boston, long segue, but uh, oh my gosh, she might have just dropped out. Cindy Harrington, we were going to ask her how she was doing, and she's coming back on the house party app in a second. I'm already smelling some editing. Cindy, how's it going? Was that operator? Was that operator error, or was that just the interwebs? Uh, I got I got a phone call, and that sort of breaks down the app. So yeah, okay. So so to the folks out there who want to try the house party app, like us in the filibuster freestyle, maybe don't expect a call during it, which is not your fault, yeah. but you know, fair par for the course. Okay, yeah, let's just get right into it, guys. We have two or two episodes into what I believe will be what a ten episode season plus like a two to five part reunion show. Is that about right, Dara? Is that about right? Let's maybe set the stage for we got a couple new characters in the mix. And we speculated on this, but we are very quickly uh, introduced to this gentleman, Austin, who is Shep's kind of new bromance slash rival. What are the early thoughts on Austin? Oh, I'll take it. Take it. <laughs> so he's like Shep 2.0, I feel like. He's the same kind of vibe, picking up girls at the bar, uh, kind of a laid-back guy, works in the beer industry. Seems like he's more competition to Shep uh, in terms of getting the ladies, as said by Shep, instead of Craig. Um, yeah. Dara, do you feel that, that Austin, well, let's use a sports analogy. The, like, basketball players couldn't even dribble with their left hands and they were good, and now like guys can fly through the air. Do you think Austin, being about eight years younger than Shep and having the benefit of watching Shep maybe in person but certainly on TV the last three years, helps his, his game? Compared to Shep? I think being adjacent to Shep is going to help your game. I mean, after, after being you know on television, you're in Charleston, he's quite the personality to begin with. So all automatically you're like playing up. But um, he's not. Look, Shep's, Shep's getting a little long in the tooth. With, <laughs> but I Blue-collar Austin isn't his replacement, is all I'm saying. Is not his replacement? Mm-mm. I mean, no. I like him. He was, like, a nice guy. like, um, And he's cute. Uh, came hot out of the gate with a butt shot getting out of the shower. That was yeah. Hard. I think he probably uh, said to the uh, producers, don't worry, I'll do nudes. <laughs> I got this. Guys, I got something for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like him, but he's not the new chef. Like... Okay, well, let's let me ask you guys that. Do you guys 
jumping around a little, you mentioned that Shep's long in the tooth, and I think he's about 36, 37 years old. A gentleman who's really long in the tooth, obviously, is T-Raff. And not to fast forward too much, but he certainly has no problem talking to 24-year-old girls at pool parties still, being twice their age. I mean, despite being a father and everybody saying he's really got his ass together, I don't, I'm not surprised, but what was our hot takes in the fact that he's literally going down the path that got him two children, which is trying to hang out with 24-year-old girls in bikinis? Cindy, what do you got on that? Yeah, I mean, I th- Cameron said I think he's back to the old T-Rav uh, to someone, and so I think that's what the old T-Rav was before Catherine kind of wrapped him up. He was talking to girls and getting himself into interesting situations and, you know, doing what he does. Sure. But, like, Dara, what do you think about the fact that, like, I'm Shep's age and I don't talk, I mean, for all kinds of reasons, I don't talk to 24-year-old girls, but I haven't talked to 24-year-old girls for a long time. Anyway, <laughs> what is it that gives T-Rab, besides being famous, the confidence to be like, oh, I'm literally twice your age, let's chat? Because I'm guessing he did this before the show and before the outright fame. Well, have you seen his house? Yes. Money. Yeah, okay. money. He also money speaks talks. poor French. Yeah, especially in Charleston, I think money talks a lot. And he has a bridge named after him. He's very, you know, well-established. But let's talk about, guys, the fact that, first of all, everyone is louding, like, his parenting skills. And, like, oh, my God, it's so amazing how he's taking these children on as if they're, like, some adopted random children. They're his children. Yeah. Oh, they live... In the, guest the guest house. house. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah, he's got a full-time nanny on call 24-7, and he has a separate structure on his property where his children live because I think to quote Shep, and some, uh, sorry, T-Rav in some way, shape, or form, kids, you know, really aren't good with nice things. Well, <laughs> they're your most valuable position. They're your progeny. What the hell? It was alarming to say the least. Like, I couldn't even... More importantly, um, more importantly, you have two parents who are reality TV stars and the court of dubbed T-Rav, the same one that can take care of you solely for the time being. Says who's a lot. been to jail for cocaine possession. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hey-o. <laughs> Is that what it was? It was possession of cocaine? Uh, yeah, I think it was distributing in possession. Oh, he did. I'm sorry. He did, yeah. I thought that was what Catherine went to jail for for. But she didn't go to jail. She just went to rehab. She went to rehab. All right, I'm all over the place. All right, let's go back. <laughs> what were you guys' thoughts on the scene between your both beloved Cameron, I'll go Dara first, and then new Craig working on carpentry at him and Naomi's house? Um, first of all, I forgot, guys, in the reunion that they dropped the bomb that, that Craig never finished law school. When they did that flashback, I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Right. Like, mailed that that, uh, application for the bar, and it, like, just, and then just, like, didn't, it didn't go anywhere. (laughs) So, um, I forgot about that, and I think that Craig, like, puttering around his house, being a gardener and a carpenter is hilarious. Um, As Cameron said, you don't have S to do, Hmm. and that's the truth. So... (laughs) Um, but it would, I, I, I feel like this is like a little bit of a manufactured storyline. Like it's like, oh crap. I mean, I don't think he does have us to do, but I think it's more like they're playing it up a bit for 
Yeah, like, do you think maybe, do you think maybe, like, Craig did, like, two days of yard work and they just followed him around both days and got 16 hours of footage? I mean, it may be a legitimate habit, but, or habit, or hobby, I should say, but I feel like the producers and editors are, like, playing it up. Like, he literally does nothing else except, like, putter around his garden and Naomi's, like, this, you know, she's going to grad school and, again, once again, the most balanced and level-headed person on the show. Right. So, Cindy, what's your what do you what's your take on Craig's relationship with the cat Gizmo? That's a weird one. Has that always been going on, or is that like a new thing? I don't know if Gizmo is. I think Gizmo's been there. I feel like he must be Naomi's. I want to say. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Him and Gizmo just hanging in that house all day. Who knows what what goes on? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Craig is a cat guy, which is probably why Chef doesn't like him in the first. Like, I didn't know, I didn't have Craig pegged as a cat guy, but I think he's a cat guy. Yeah, he seems to be. I mean, he has terrible allergies and lets the thing sleep in his bed. Yeah, see, that's why I don't like cats, straight up. Like, anyway, all right. Same. Speaking of people that need something to do, Patricia and Whitney film, okay? Because you gotta get Patri- <laughs> you gotta get Patricia on the show, and she's doing needlepoint of Chauncey the dog. Of course she is. She's also talking smack about Catherine. Of course she is. But she also says that she hopes she's recovering, which is nice. However, I want you guys to take. I don't know, Cindy. You can go ahead because I know that you know about the video store at least. That Whitney's got an uncle who got busted for quote grass and used to work at Blockbuster. Uh, any hot takes on either calling marijuana grass or more importantly, any fun stories from the Blockbuster video and the old uh, Heartland or Stop and Shop Plaza in Walpole, Massachusetts? I don't think the Harrington family ever had a Blockbuster account. It was, I hated it. I always wanted to go in there. Did you guys go to Nap Video? I don't even know what we You did. guys didn't watch videos? It's crazy. Anyway, okay. Apparently not. <laughs> Childs of have-nots. Um, yeah, I mean, that was an interesting scene. I think you have to put Whitney in there. But he's clearly kind of generally backing out of the show a little bit, I think. And Patricia's just a star in and of herself. Um, and with that new button system with Michael trying to summon the butler in there, that was genius. That right. Michael the butler saying, uh, I think the batteries are worn down. I was like, oh, <laughs> zinger. Well, Michael, shouldn't you have thought of that? Yeah, exactly. I just feel like poor Michael the butler, like, he's clearly being wasted. He's an excellent bartender, and I feel like he could bartend for more people than just Patricia. That's my take on that. Um, he looks like he makes a mean martini. I would like the meanest martini in all the land. Ever, ever. Like yeah. the meanest martini. Yeah. Fake band name and of the I, week, meanest martini. Meanest martini. And I think Whitney looks better this season. I was saying this to you, Gav. I think he's, like, laid off the Botox a little bit. Yep. So his face looks a little bit more natural. He's, like, nicely tan. He has finally a haircut that looks good. He's, like, turning it around. Yeah. Dara, what's your take on that? I wrote down Whitney's face has settled. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Boom. Yeah. Remember when, um... Cindy, when Vicky Gumbelson had her facelift, like that one, and oh yeah, soon after, yeah, he needed like two seasons for it to settle. Yeah, he like pulled a Vicky. He did. Yeah. It's a good yeah. analogy. Who is Vicky? The Real lady from Real Housewives in New York. 
RC. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I watched that like once. I get it. As the fans might know, I have a huge problem with the Real Housewives series. Not that it exists, just I can't do it. Just me. Just me. Okay. Quick time out to talk about a commercial that came on. Not an unofficial sponsor of the week because I cannot stand this actress. Katherine Heigl's new movie vehicle, Unforgettable, in which I believe she plays a possessive stalker, ex-wife slash girlfriend, and hunts the excellent Rosario Dawson. Um, Cindy, you seem to be smiling and aware of this. Any thoughts on what this movie is going to be like for you? I mean, why would you waste your money on that? <laughs> it looks awful. Dara, are you buying Katherine Heigl as like a femme fatale? I I feel like mixed feelings about Katherine Heigl, guys, honestly, because I I just feel like, uh, I feel sad for the roles she's been reduced to. I do think that she has some talent and... Like, remember in Knocked Up, she was, like, a good comedic actor. She, yeah, she was good. That's good. I feel like people, maybe fairly, maybe unfairly, but she's been maligned since that movie when they said that she was, like, difficult. And sometimes I feel like that's just them being like, oh, she's a woman who had opinions. I don't know. I mean, maybe an unpopular opinion. But I just feel like we don't know maybe the whole story. But the role she's been reduced to is depressing. Kitty litter commercials. Yeah, what's our take on that? I mean, I bet they gave her a boatload of dough, but to actually sign on to do that, you know you needed the dough. Yeah. I mean, like, John Hamm's doing tax commercials. I don't know. I feel like Matthew McConaughey's doing Buick. Buick? No, Lincoln. Lincoln. Lincoln, sorry. By the way, I didn't see the – I didn't write this down in my notes, but last night there was a Lincoln Continental. We're doing a commercial segment. I love it. But there's like a (laughs) – there's a Lincoln Continental commercial where he's like, I mean, maybe you'll never sit in the back seat, but, but maybe you should. And then he starts laughing like a wild man. What? Who directed this? Gus Van Zandt? What is going on? Anyway, all right, back to the show. Back to the show. Back to the show. So we come back from the, uh, the Catherine Heigl commercial, and Austin has a girl over the house, Jordan. But what I would say is that he's got kind of a fairly pedestrian apartment. He's newly single. Of course he is. We learned that he's a beer rep for Red Hair Brewery, fake brewery of the week. Sorry, real brewery, fake sponsor, give or take. His parents don't approve of that. And I believe that based on the golf shirt he's wearing at dinner with his parents, that he belongs to a place called Quail Hollow here in Charlotte. So anyway, he's a Charlotte guy. Props to him. Props to Charlotte. Uh, what were you guys' kind of take on the apartment, the lady friend Paramore, and the, 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 the lowdown with the parents not approving? I mean, no surprises there. Any hot takes? All I thought was, Jordan, why did you sign the waiver? Like, why? So embarrassing. Like, you know, just blur your face out. It's okay. And um, he then said he moved to Charleston for beach women and drinking, which are as good a reason as any. I mean, I mean frankly, Paramore, he's honest about it. Good for you, man. Yeah, live there. My God, um, his apartment was about what I expected. You know, I mean, his apartment's worse than my apartment, and like, I know I'm older and stuff, but like, dude, you're on TV. <laughs> like, judge it up a little. Yeah, get like get a get, get a guy, get a gal, get an interior decorator, something. Something. Yeah, jinx by you guys, something. Uh oh, Dara's Dara's videos paused. Okay, next question would be for Cindy. By default. <laughs> All right, actually, I love that this is for Cindy because I know how Cindy feels about this person, and I know it's only getting worse. 
we we see our girl Landon paddleboarding to start off the season for Landon, and she gets invited to a pool party by Craig. She's got a Tom, sorry, a boy toy named Drew who's ten years younger than her. Take any of that where you want. Oh God! I mean, the Landon storyline. I hate it. I hate it so much. I can't stand her. The voice is just like breaking through my head. I. Oh, she's she's miserable, but it's so perfect the way they show her how she's just like alone on a paddleboard, just by herself, no one else around her, um, and then just comes up with this whole "woe is me" attitude. It's like, give me a break. You're fine. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I'm I'm not happy with all the attention on her. This okay. Season, so. Well, I think two things. One, we've we we touched on this during our like pre-show a couple weeks ago. With so little Catherine time, they probably had to double down on Craig being a farmer and a carpenter, Landon being a paddleboarder slash, you know, robbing the cradle, doing her app. We'll get into that. Dara, what's your take on the boy toy, on Drew, muscle-bound Drew? Well, I do not think he is cute. Do you? No, he's like a horse. Yeah. No. He's like, it is abs. And you're like, um, no. Like... And she's acting like it's like this great thing, and it's like. Yeah. Well, she no. likes his abs. Yeah. That's what she I said. Like, Which he's kind of. Can I just get into one of these things where it's like I'm a sweaty dude, and I know a lot of sweaty dudes, and Drew's in pretty good shape. But has anybody ever sweated more than Drew through his shirt at a party doing nothing? Oh, that was impressive. And like I live in the South, and I get there are certain shirts you just can't wear outside in the summer, like or you're gonna get that. But he's, like, from the South. He should know not to rock that shirt to that party on that day. I think she, like, wanted to just have someone on her arm for the beginning of the season for, like, security. And because of the chef thing and the T-Rab thing. And she was just like, look, I'm dating some hot young 25-year-old who's actually not really hot. But whatever. That's what her motive was, I think. Okay. Concur. All right. Now we get to another commercial break for another weird product. I mean, they get the weirdest products. Henry's Hard Sparkling Water. I personally am drawing the line at alcoholic water. I feel like you can't <laughs> afford to drink the calories. Maybe you shouldn't be drinking. Enough said. That's my take. That's fair. Dara, if you and Dan have started drinking this since I've last seen you, I apologize. But if you haven't, then don't. <laughs> no, no, we're in the clear. Still in the clear. <laughs> Thank goodness. Okay, back to the show. Thomas's plantation, where at least I get introduced to Eliza Limehouse. Uh, I don't know if she's been around before or not. She's apparently friendly with Catherine, seems like others. She's super duper young, like to the point where she's a family friend and one of T Rav's friends, and even T Rav knows, like, I'm not trying to hit that. Probably more out of respect for his friend than her age, but whatever. She looked like a teenager. I was like, I wrote down, how old is she? Like, God's sake, she looked like 19. It's too young. It's too young. Yeah, even to be playing polo with. Even to be, yeah, like, why is he hanging around with her? The age range on this show is, you know, 19 to 59. There's, like, a 40-year swing. It's It's literally got a bigger demographic than on, like, Facebook or, like, I don't know, any type of, like, any type of, like, age-based advertising when you're, like, oh, like, do you want to promote your your podcast people of this age group? On Facebook, it's like 21 to 49, and to your point, on Southern Charm, it's like 19 to 59. <laughs> yes. Yes. Was that her house 
that she had the pool party at, or was that her parents' house? I'm like, guessing it's her parents' house. It said okay. Eliza's house, but whether that means her parents or not, I don't know. All right, well, the yeah. fact research team, before the next time we do this, we'll have an answer on that, because that's, that's something we should all know. I, clearly, they needed to show her in some way, shape, or form so that she could host a party at the end of the episode. Do we think she's a factor moving forward much or not really? Cindy? Um, I think I heard that she she is in so much she's going to be like a Danny type of character. Uh, so sort of low profile, but there. To help move the show along. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go. Let's keep moving here because we got two episodes to do. Okay. Two things that are actually pretty big. Dara, I'll hit you with this one first. So Shep goes to see Cameron in Folly Beach, and they, they introduced this concept of Chelsea, the friend, and Shep looking for a unicorn, and Shep being done with Craig, by the way. And a fun line that I wanted to make sure that we said on the show, as family-friendly as possible, was used, that Craig couldn't get P-word in an H-house with a sack of bananas over his shoulder. <laughs> because someone tweeted at him after last night's episode saying, like, what, like, why are you so hard on Craig? Like, for someone who has, you know, accomplished not a whole heck of a lot in his life besides being born to the right family. Yeah. Like, um, and he was like, oh, could it be that we have a show to make? Like, so, it, you know, clearly there's, they play it up a little bit. I do think he, like, comes from a place of, like, that he, that he does you know, genuinely like Craig, but it's like, we did this, we did this storyline two seasons ago, kind of over it. Yeah. Right. And we, we liked it the first time when he came back as new Craig, he can only come back as new Craig once. Right. I do think that there's a, there's a danger of it reversing. At least they're teasing that as we've, we've surmised. Um, all right. So Cindy, we get Craig and Naomi in the car and we get Catherine calling Craig in the car for the first time. Cindy, what are some of your prevailing thoughts? And then we'll go to Dara afterwards. She sounded well. Um, we've seen her since then, so I'm trying to remember what I was thinking about. But I think she she sounded well. I think it was nice that she reached out to them. Um, I think it was kind of funny how Craig was like, well, Naomi has no time for me anymore, so I don't know if she'll see you. And then Naomi was like, I will make time for you, Catherine. <laughs> like, you shut your face, Craig. Shut up, Carpenter. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's interesting that they are the two people that she trusts the most. Um, because, you know, I'm sure Craig has been talking some smack about her, right. um, since she's been gone. Well, Craig can't um, himself. Uh, Dara, yeah, what, but it's sad. I think it's sad. Yeah. Dara, what was going through your head when, Kat, when Catherine Dennis called into the car phone? Well, I love the way that they, like, layered the whole story where you kind of thought she was going to show up to the pool party. Oh my God, yeah. She was up to drug tests. Like, it was very well done. Very well done. Those editors are really earning their earning their paycheck. Um, but not to like get into the second episode, but I mean, maybe one of the darkest, saddest things to watch her like have that conversation with Danny, and also to the confessional being like, it was true. I failed the drug test and I lost my kids as a result. Like, I I just couldn't. My heart like literally broke for her. Not that. 
not that she didn't, not that she should be doing drugs, but like (laughs) anti-drugs, but um, (laughs) it's just like, I mean, the gravity of that decision and like what the outcome is for her and the fact that she is, her baby daddy is T-Rev and he's got kind of everything on his side in terms of money and resources just like killed me. I felt like so gutted for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like how instead of going to the pool party and kind of like starting World War Three, she actually went to the drug test, which was they really did do a nice job because the end of episode one, T Rev says like she won't get a drug test. And then she literally goes in to get one. So again, well sequenced editing. I doubt it was the same day, but they made it look real good. Um one more commercial break that's worth talking about was the first announcement that I've seen of Southern Charm Savannah, as in Savannah, Georgia. My, my initial reaction is, come on, man. But I do feel like these other folks, you guys have already mentioned it, Whitney and others, T-Rav, are starting to kind of purposely move out of Charleston, purposely move away from the camera. The story may have run its course. Even the great Jersey Shore cast is now completely irrelevant. So I get what they're trying to do. And I also like that we've already decided that Darren Dan's next anniversary will be in Savannah. <laughs> And, and that will come in for a filibuster freestyle expose on Savannah. But how do you guys generally feel, Dara? How do you feel generally about a spinoff show and specifically taking place in Savannah, Georgia? Um, I love a, I love a, a Southern show, obviously. Um, and I like a spinoff. Uh, Vanderpump Rules kind of a spinoff of sorts of Beverly Hills Housewives. Oh. Um, Jackson Brittany from Vanderpump Rules that was announced today are getting a Jackson Brittany take. Uh, I don't know if I'm in for that. Sometimes you can spin off too much. Yeah, I probably I probably will, but you know, I'd like to I won't. Um, but so I generally like a spin-off, but sometimes it can be too much. But I'm you know, obviously I'm gonna tune in. Southern Charms of Anna. I mean, sounds like a no brainer. For sure. Okay, good stuff. I mean, I, I'm gonna give it a shot. Cindy, are you in on that? Savannah, I'm down. <laughs> okay. Succinct, succinct answer, positive answer. What do you guys make of Austin being incredibly not cool with Shep introducing him as any type of my protege, my sidekick, my whatever? I mean, good for Austin. I wouldn't want to be introduced that way either. So I'm glad yeah, totally. Could have been back. Yeah. Uh, all right, nice. Um, breakdown of the new characters. So we've already kind of broke down. Landon's boyfriend, and we've kind of broken down Austin and Eliza, so we did a good job there. I did write this note, which I've already kind of walked back considerably. I hate that they're teasing Catherine's reemergence. Stop bearing the lead, you DBs. So clearly I wasn't very happy with it in the moment, but uh, cooler heads have prevailed. Let me ask you guys this. Cindy, we talked about this offline, so maybe you've got a take on this, but yeah, we've got Landon's paramour little guy boyfriend sweating profusely through his shirt at this pool party yet somehow Whitney shows up dressed like a member of Pearl Jam and isn't sweating at all what do we make of him wearing Pearl Jam chic to a summer pool party now I mean I can still it all goes back to the Botox I feel like Botox helps you stop sweating so he was in like long sleeve shirt and pants and he looked as cool as a cucumber. I mean, it was like he wasn't even he wasn't even in the same environment. Wasn't even permeating. It's like yeah, he was on a green screen. Should... Yeah, except maybe he was. We'll never know. It's like they just photoshopped his ass in there, you know. 
exactly. All right. Any any um, I know I missed at least one thing from the pool party. What did Dara? What did you make of Shep? Already kind of hammed, sitting down Naomi to talk about Craig. That whole exchange again. Naomi's just the best. Like, I love that she was like, Chef, I love you, but I'm not going to talk ass about my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> it's just all class. Just love her. Yep. She's, she's got his back. She's dynamite. Let's get her a spinoff. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that, you got to figure whether she stays with Craig or not, she's, she's ripe for a spinoff. Like, it's either going to be a rich man's Jackson, whatever his girlfriend's name is, show from Vanderpump Rules, or it's going to be like Naomi Naomi takes on the world and it goes better. (laughs) Any lingering thoughts on episode one before we move to episode two? I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Shelby, Catherine's cousin, who made a... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go ahead, yeah. At the pool party in... Looking like a hot mess with like like all these these heels on and this bathing suit and a lot of makeup. Pool party, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, kind of tacky and not kind of definitely tacky that she was talking crap about Catherine, who's her cousin and who is in a not great position right now. She wanted so bad to be on camera that she was like, "Oh, I'll get on camera." (laughs) Eliza invited pool party. I mean, she certainly pulled out all the stops in order to get on camera. I mean, like you said, like Vegas, Vegas trash. Uh, I would argue that her body didn't quite like the suit body combo wasn't the most flattering. Like, not in a good way or a bad way, just in a matter of fact way. Um, yeah, not really addressed the occasion and definitely talking trash on her family just to get on TV. Uh, that's what we yeah. call a filibuster freestyle non-stamp of approval. That's a stamp of disapproval. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to episode two, which is last night. For those of you who've only seen one episode who's listening. So let's just start with Whitney, because the first thing I notice is he's wearing a duster, Billy Idol style jacket, and he calls T Rav the Hugh Hefner at Charleston. Again, it's like Whitney doesn't even dress like he's in Charleston, but somehow he's no. just there, dressed as Billy Idol in a duster jacket. Um I, I do agree that his face has settled, but my hot take on Whitney is that he's like <laughs> he's kind of like a puffy faced Roger Federer, the tennis player. Oh, that's a real that's a real good call. Yeah, like so Roger Federer is a handsome guy, you know, and and, and you yeah. know Whitney's a handsome guy, he's a little puffy, and he's less puffy than he used to be when I didn't even think he looked anything like Roger Federer. Apparently he's single again. And T Rap tells me he wants Whitney. to close deals on site. Which is disgusting. Yes, I wrote that down. I wrote that down. So yeah, what are, Sydney, what are some prevailing thoughts on Whitney being single again and T-Rab's advice to him? Well, I mean, I didn't think Whitney was a very good match with his previous girlfriend. Yeah, it was tough. Stretch. He was, like, playing the guitar for her out in his L.A. house. That was, like, one of the most awkward scenes I've ever seen in my life. It was, was, he, was he a bad guitar like, player? Like, so cringeworthy. He was just, like, serenading her to, like, an Elvis song, and it just didn't transmit well. Okay. I missed that one, but yeah. I take your word for it. Dara, Dara shook her it head in agreement, good. so. So, I think it's better that he's single. I would like I would like to talk about his, uh, I mean, maybe we don't do this now, but his date to the party. Let's just spice it up and do that now. Dara, what did you think? Because one of my questions was, is there any intel on him being single again? And 
Apparently, the answer is, I believe he's got some English, quote, model girlfriend. Dara, what are your thoughts on her? And let me, let's get into her, because she, she was only on camera for 45 seconds, and she made every second count. <laughs> A tour de force. Uh, <laughs> she, was, she was something. I, I mean, some would say seemed perhaps hired. Um, that, that would be my take. She looked like a hired escort. Like, Ooh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> then again, so did his ex-girlfriend. So maybe that's his type. And Cameron was so nice to her when she immediately just walked in and started making fun of her accent. Yeah. Now, if, I was going to say. If had been up in Boston and had been making fun of a Boston accent, she would have been punched in the face in like two seconds. But Cameron couldn't have been nicer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I think I wrote, I can't see where I wrote it, but, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, crap, I can't find it. I'll find it later. But essentially, yeah, I can't believe she had the cojones to, to try to, like, be condescending about Cameron's accent. Like, what? You don't want to do that. Don't she's do got, that. She's got her own text thread with Shep and Whitney to make fun of Craig's Instagram. So she knows she's going to, not afraid to start a text thread about you, Daisy. Whatever your name is. Oh my, they were they were talking about how they took Craig off their text chain. First, I was like, totally relatable. We've all been there. We've all taken people off the text chain. And secondly, we I thought it was hilarious that they started talking about his Instagram account. And I thought about us thinking about his HelloFresh, his HelloFresh sales. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that when she when she defends herself, she's like, "Here's Craig in like a jockey hat and red shorts and like a huntman's jacket on stage on his Instagram." Right. Yeah, we're gonna make fun of that. Because <laughs> I mean, well honestly, that's kind of what happens. Like when you have Instagram, if you do dumb stuff, your friends call you out. I would argue, Craig, that they are your real friends because they are making fun of you. Like you know, and they yeah, just right. know that you're too weak to handle it. Um, and we'll get into some more folks who are too weak to handle it later. But, all right, we get our first look at Catherine Dennis in dialogue, and she's at Danny's house. Danny's cut her hair. Danny is not wearing a dumb hat for once. And Danny plays the, the vehicle to get Catherine to film with somebody. So let, let me just state again for the record, professional Catherine is like a whole other human being. Just in terms of, like, visually. Yeah, I think it's the difference between her doing her own makeup and other people <laughs> doing her own. We, Sydney and I listened to this other podcast where they talk about, like, her makeup choices. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what it is. Like, it's yeah. a contouring um, issue. It's her trying to do her own stuff. And, like, when you get – and she doesn't know how to do her own makeup, mm-hmm. is my point. Right. Not, like, job. So – Oh, it's tough. And the eyebrows? Um. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is when she doesn't have someone else do her eyebrows, she doesn't even have eyebrows. And that's not good. You don't want that. That is not a great look. I, I, know a lot of, I know a lot of ladies who don't have eyebrows. I'm going to reverse that. Every person I've met who doesn't have eyebrows usually usually has a hell of a backstory. And Catherine Dennis is one of those people. But she knows better. And she has stylists. <laughs> Guys, I don't she mean does. romantically. I just mean in general. <laughs> I just am like imagining all of these people that you know with no eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, I lived in New Hampshire for five years, guys. 
I went into many a gas station to buy many a snack. I've seen some stuff. You've seen it all. Seen it all. I've seen the sights. I love the sights. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, what did you guys make? You guys pretty sad about poor Catherine when she had that scene with Danny? How do we feel about that? You know, I think it was nice to see how sincere she was. Um, you know, she's definitely taken off a big piece of humble pie and uh, is admitting all her wrongdoings. And I think it's nice to see her like this um, and just kind of owning it. I'm interested to see how much further that goes once she sort of gets reintroduced to the group. But um, I think it was a, a nice way to sort of bring her back into the fold. Yeah, once she re-engages with her old crew, I think it's going to be fireworks. Uh, Dara, what what about Cameron saying, I'm living my truth, and that truth is an empty womb? Wow. (laughs) Like, I totally support her. I don't, you know, I don't feel like she has to have a baby, do you? But, like, again, this was our same storyline last year, Cam, and I don't want to know yeah. on it. You gotta give me something else. Can we meet Jason yet? <laughs> gotta get a husband. Gotta meet- we gotta meet Jason. At least, like, a flash of him or something. Give us something. Like, Jason, or- couldn't, Jason couldn't come to the party the other night? Right. A sister, more of the mother. Uh, um, I enjoy her mother. I wouldn't mind her seeing more mother- of her mom. Yeah, I loved her mom. Like, um, I don't even care if I have to watch her sell real estate, but just like I need a glimpse into her life. Yeah, okay. Well, one little glimpse, which is really a glimpse into somebody else's life, is that she went over to Jennifer's house. Jennifer's baby was born with birth defect. It's really sad. I'm clearly not going to touch on that other than just bringing it up and kind of, you know, Cameron asked about it. But do we know, Cindy, who Jennifer's baby father is, or is that like a well-kept secret? No, I wrote that down. I said, "Who who is Jennifer's baby daddy? Um, I don't know, Dara, do you have any info on that? I have zero. I, I feel like I did a deep dive on it when I found out she was pregnant, but I forget. I gotta, I'll do some research before the next show. I'll get back to you guys. Okay, cool. Do we like Jennifer? Do we not like Jennifer? Where are we with Jennifer? Cindy? I like Jennifer. I, I don't, I feel like there's a backstory we're going to find out between her and Catherine because I feel like there has to be something more there. But there's some beef there. I yeah. don't know. I, I kind of have like warm feelings to her currently. Okay. Yeah. She. Um, so when she first came on the show at the beginning of season two, she was – Catherine didn't like her because she was Thomas's like friend, but like apparently they had had a thing or whatever. What I mean is Thomas. Yeah. So, but then but they, also Catherine. <laughs> but then Catherine was like, I, I got no friends, so I'll be friends with this girl who right. used to do Thomas. Right. So then they became friends, but then as they referenced in the flashbacks that I guess Jennifer, like once Jennifer got pregnant and it was very, they knew early on that something was going to be wrong with the baby based on like the ultrasound. So I think everyone kind of rallied around her, including Thomas. Got and it. Catherine got it. To like tell him to f off, and he was like, uh, you know, this lady's having a sick child. Yeah, I'm having a sick kid. Like I'm in no position to just. Uh, I don't care. Like, right, literally, care. literally first world problems. Like big, like even more first world problems. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, got it. All right, well, it's good to know. Let's find out who her if we can. You know where that baby came from. Come on. <laughs> 
you know, not, not being nosy, I just want to know if we know the guy. Maybe it's somebody cool. I don't know. I agree. Uh, I would like to know more. Yeah. All right. Let's stop burying the lead. You guys are going to probably have a lot of fun with this one. Landon's got herself an intern. She's got herself a sister named Bam who's doing all the work for her. She is doubling down on the Rome app. I know it's kind of a story from last year, but she really didn't do anything last year besides embarrass herself. So what do we make of the Rome app? What do we make of the party she had to launch the Rome app? Dara, want to get that one started? Yeah, so I thought it was funny because when she started talking about this app, like, first of all, it was supposed to be a blog. Now it's an app. And first of all, I think, like, yeah, when she launched it, it looked very beautiful. Like, it looked stylistically very pretty. Yeah. And apparently in phase two, which she didn't know what the phases were, which isn't good, in phase two, you're going to be able to link, like, to the hotel and, like, book travel and stuff like that. So, in other words, if she features a hotel in this app or on this blog, when you click on it, you'll be able to, like, book directly there and that type of thing. So, like, that seems cool to me. Um, But, I mean, when she said, uh, when I was interested in doing a travel site, I was interested in doing a travel site, but the technology world is so new to me. you're like... Why are you doing well, you like that? Then why have you waded into the waters? That was tough. Okay. Um, okay. And then, you know, we come to find out that she doesn't really write the content. She's basically just the face of it. Yeah. Cindy, you look like you're perturbed. Jump in. <laughs> just, I just hate her so much. Um, yeah, I mean, and what were they really showing you at the party rather than just the interface on the website? Like, was there, it didn't seem to me like there was a whole lot more substance to it. I mean, it is a cool idea. I'll give, I'll give her that. But it's also basically what Yacht Me is. Right. Um, what thing is that what that is? It's very similar, I, th- I think. Okay, so let's just... Um, like let's, I was supposed to know that let's back it. Yeah, let's back it up for a second because I I just learned about Yachtme last night. So Yachtme is another app like it. Yeah, and, and I, it's very. And apparently, though, Shep may or may not be an investor in their company. And apparently, she went to Nantucket to meet with these guys last summer. And again, whether it's for the show or whether it's because Shep's really bad and passive aggressive at giving his friends like straight talk. Um, he sits her down at her party to be like, yeah, the Yachtme guys hate you. They said you were like a jackass and said you hang with millionaires, not billionaires or vice versa and all that. Um, and then of course she folds like a, like a, you know, like a tent cause that's what Landon does when she faced adversity. So do you guys agree with me that maybe Shep could just be better at giving his friends hot takes versus beating around the bush at the worst possible moment and then. Kind of laying it on the line passive aggressively, and then when they like get upset, he's like, "Just rise above it." <laughs> <laughs> he like, first of all, I, I think it's hard for people to take business advice from him, or right? Career pathing advice again, given his situation, mm-hmm. and also like it was the worst timing. I mean, he even he posted an Instagram today being like. Sorry, Landon, uh, bad timing. I wrote, I love you, and blah, blah, blah. Still promoted the Yacht Me app because he did invest. He did. I I think, I'm going to defend Shep. His timing was not the best, but I think Shep is so 
uh, I don't think he has a mean bone in his body. And I think that he was generally just taking the time to pull Landon away from the rest of the people and not say it in front of everyone and be like, yo, I literally just had this conversation. I just want to let you know, like, I'm very excited for you, but this is maybe how you should conduct your business going forward. And I, I think he had the best of intentions with it. And she just can't handle any criticism because she just picked up and left like a little kid after it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I just think his timing was bad. Yeah. His timing was bad. And especially because they kind of they had beef that he hasn't resolved in her mind where he just kind of freaked out last season after she said she loved him or whatever that crap was. And then they never like had like a come to Jesus about that. So it kind of seems like, again, in her mind, which right or wrong, she's entitled to her opinion. She felt like Shep owed her a convo. And then instead of that being their first conversation, he was like, Great being at your app party. The guys from Yacht Me think you stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. More importantly, I'll, I'm going to Nantucket this summer, guys. When, I do not. When are you going? Yeah. Uh, the first week in August with your oh, cousin and his family, the Vianos, friends of the show. And um, I, how can I get invited to these uh, Yacht Me Landon Nantucket parties? Like, I would say we got to work on getting Shep on the show here. It's true. Because I know Landon's not coming on after Cindy just eviscerated her on the freestyle. <laughs> Philipbusterfreestyle.com. Do not tweet me at Gavin Viano if you're Landon. It's not my fault. Um, you can tweet me at Aaron C. all you want about Landon, and I will take you down. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. Daryl, you have a question? I think we should get the yacht. Can we get the yacht me guys on the podcast? That's oh, amazing. you know that sounds like a more so, realistic. That's a more realistic I have a aspiration. Connection, actually, I have a yacht me connection, so I could. All I right. Could well, let's uh, let's have a you know a post show meeting on it, and we'll figure that out. Okay. Just because I know how much the fans want to listen to you know getting the yacht me guys on the process of. <laughs> but that's really cool. Good to know. I like it. I like but it. Can I, oh, can I also make one more point about that? Yeah. Um, about Landon. Her reaction to what Shep was saying to her when he was presenting, saying, like, I hang with billionaires, was very similar to her reaction of when they asked her if she had invited Catherine to Shep's birthday party. Uh I thought it was very, very similar, and a.k.a. she was lying. (laughs) Yeah. That's what she looks like when she lies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She makes that face. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. She's full of it. Yeah. She's full of it. You've definitely, you definitely got her pegged, which is good. I mean, you got to call her out. Got to call her out. All yeah, right, let's, out. let's definitely get into Chelsea. So Chelsea, Shep, talk a bit at the party. Other dudes are talking to Chelsea too. Cameron's like, Shep, you got to keep talking to my friend, whatever. But they set up like a date at the end of the show, you know? Um, but I, I want a couple, couple nice Southern quotes from – from Cameron about Chelsea, or I wanted to get in here. She calls Chelsea the female version of Shep, except she's not a whore. That's a great line. It's a good one. Especially coming out of Cameron's mouth, which is great to hear her say stuff like that. It's just funny. She also tells Shep he needs to lay his claim, <laughs> uh, meaning go back and talk to Chelsea because other dudes are. I thought that was pretty good. Shep was like, eh, free love. I didn't realize he was a hippie. That's okay. But anyway, let's go to the date scene. Any what what are, you, what are you guys' predictions for where this goes? I think we've seen a few things be teased that would let us know that maybe Chelsea and Shep don't really 
end the season together, but like, where does this roller coaster ride take us? Tara? Um, well, I just want to start off by saying that the night before you guys got to Charleston, I was at the gin joint where they had their date. Nice. Uh, did you have that drink? That drink looked so good. I didn't. You know what we, you know what they do at the gin joint? Um, they do like a, um, you name two adjectives and then they bring you a drink that reflects, oh. they like spicy cool. and I can't think of two other adjectives, but you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> and then they bring you the drink or whatever. So we went there with our friends, Dave and Trish Lord. Shout out to them. Uh, it was a cool spot. And so I think that uh, Chelsea seems like a really nice girl that I would be friends with in real life. Um, does Is she going to make the best TV? Probably not. And that's probably why they had to bring in Catherine. Now, if she does start hooking up with Austin, then that makes it more interesting. Um, yeah. I feel like that gets Shep kind of riled up. I just think she's she's too clever for Shep. Like she knows his she knows what he's all about, and I don't think she's going to be like duped by his charm, his southern charm. <laughs> Wink. Well said. Now, but that being said, Cindy, like it sounds like Shep definitely is going to have a blow up with Austin over this later in the season. So, what do we th- so what do we think goes down and do you think do you think Austin screws are over too? Like where do, who wins this thing? From a publicity standpoint, from a fan sympathy standpoint? It's a good question. Um, I think that Austin, you know, Shep mentions that if he wasn't, you know, hitting on the same girl with Craig, he wouldn't be that worried. If it was Austin, he would definitely be more worried because Austin clearly has pretty good game. Yep. Um, so I think Austin kind of – my prediction is Austin kind of slips in there and kind of steals Chelsea away. And then Shep gets annoyed about that as he used to get annoyed about Craig about everything. <laughs> and that's sort of where the, the love triangle falls into place. I don't think she's with either of them currently based on some deep dives on Instagram that I've done. Well, we appreciate you being the Instagram bloodhound on that. Um, <laughs> Dara, do you think that any rift between Austin and Shep will allow new Craig and uh, Shep to get back together as bromancers, or has Craig done too much damage with his law school bar application fiasco? I mean, I, I think that they'll always be friendly, but I don't see them ever being, like, tight, tight. And I also think it's funny because he's, like, so condescending to Craig, but at the same time, Craig's like, well, I'm in a relationship. Like, I'm not a broken (laughs) You're just still, like, out doing the same thing I was doing five years ago. So I could see, like, both sides of it. Um, And I just think, like, pick – he's an easy target, Shep. Like, pick a different target, but But no one else on the show with him, so it's like. I also think Shep is like, dude, like, where are all your friends and you lied to us? Like, what's going on? Yeah. I think that, I feel like that's where Shep is coming from with the whole law school thing. Just like, yeah. just like, why won't you tell us we're all your friends? Like, yeah, get up to it and we'll like you more. I will say that the one point, because I thought Shep was kind of being a bully. And then he said, at one point, I forget if it was to Naomi or Cameron, but he was like, I mean, maybe it was to the camera. Like, I 
want to see my friends be vulnerable because that's the only way that you can have a yes. connection with them. And if you're always faking it, then like, how am I supposed to really know who you are or be your real friend? Which I thought was actually quite astute. Like that was right. that was a good. You know, even you know, even I mean, you know, even a broken Shep to write twice a day. You know, I think Shep's usually right on. I just think he's bad at breaking the news to people when he's trying to give them that advice. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's. One of the notes I had was forty-five minutes into the show, I need more Catherine Dennis. Okay, and something that Cindy and I talked about offline was. We really now that we've had two episodes. We really got to start moving off of last year and into into whatever is new. So, Dara, one, do you agree with that? That we got to we got to they got to show us something in the next two three weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. They're still bringing up the same storylines from a couple years ago. Like, I, I need to. I, I really want to. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna get it, but I would love to see Catherine and Thomas like sit down. I would love to really understand. I think we'll get a Catherine um, Cameron sit down which is good um i'm really curious to know like how does that happen like what did you fail multiple drug tests did you uh, you fail one and then how long do you lose them for she passed this one currently so then or on the show so then what does that mean like does she get visitation like i just don't understand what is happening and why is he living in california without her she clearly doesn't see them so did she fail another one like what happened yeah i don't know how she doesn't have more rights to be able to see them yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard as a mother to not have rights, correct? Really hard. Although, when you're not married and you live in South Carolina, apparently you have less rights than your baby daddy is T Rav. I think you. Right, but like if T Rav's now in California, I would imagine California has like uber protective rules for mothers. So, like, she she just moved to California and established residency there. Again, a lot of their rules defer to the father though a lot of laws are old and have not been changed and they defer to the father so wait if you're married then that doesn't matter but if you're not married that defers to the father i mean that's i mean none of us are lawyers and and, and neither is craig so we're really in trouble here yeah Exactly. All right well what, what do you guys think this is the last thing i have so in the scenes from next week I'm not sure why, but Catherine goes to apparently become a model and apparently says that she used to do a lot of modeling. And the line the lady uses was, well, now you're a bit older and so you're in a different bracket. Yeah, um, bracket too. Speaking of, speaking of age range brackets, she's now in a new one. She's in a new bracket. And um, I don't know. What do you guys – you guys think she's going to get much of a modeling thing going? I mean I actually think that when she gets done up by somebody else, she looks great. She's a pretty girl. Uh, I think she's. I think that's probably what she enjoys doing the most. So hopefully, she feels like she's getting herself back on track by trying to get some work in. Yeah. Yeah. She needs. I mean, she needs to make money. She needs to do something. I mean, she's living with her parents right now. I think. Ooh. Yeah. Never a good. Never a good time. Um, not because you don't love your parents, but because you should be self-sufficient. You've been on TV and you're famous, and you know T Rav had you set up for a while. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, and then what do you guys make? Last thing I have, Craig and Naomi, the fighting, whether it's a lot or a little, they're teasing it for the next coming coming weeks. Are we going to get a lot of it? Are we going to get a little of it? Sounds like they're still together now selling their fresh guy stuff. So, like, how interesting is this going to be or is this going to be annoying Craig being a nudge? I mean, 
mean, I think that they're probably having, I think it's probably annoying for Naomi to get up every day and go to grad school. But again, <laughs> she's like, I'm up and out of the house at 6 a.m. every day. And you're like, go to grad school. You're not like scrubbing in for surgery. I was going like, to say, what are you taking, 100 classes? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. my, I went to grad school and had a full-time job and never got up at 6 Same. in the morning. Same. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, um, just because Craig's doing literally nothing doesn't mean you're a hero for going to class. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's too funny. Um, have I missed anything, guys, in the first two episodes? Oh, only that um, they started off the season by Catherine, no, not Catherine, Landon and Thomas on some, like, park bench uh, by the river with him bringing her a rose being like, are we going to do this? And then it's like three months earlier, which they, they love that. They, they love, love that. that vehicle. Um, and I just thought it was a little contrived. However, I tagged you both in an Instagram that Landon posted where she's been out in Palm Springs Ooh. visiting him for a couple of days. And they posted a picture of both of them in white jeans. And she's like, white jeans party, hashtag best friends or something like that. <sighs> Sinbad just hates her so much. Cindy, what do you think? Uh, are they going to get together? Is this thing happening? No, I think it's all for the show. But I just any storyline that she's in, I just can't. I can't get behind it. I can't wait till she gets a spinoff and we we assign you to that show for the Philadelphia Freestyle. It's going to be great. Torture, sheer torture. Nice. Well, guys, let's say okay. So there's ten episodes in the season plus the reunion shows, correct? Yeah, okay. sounds right. So what I'm thinking is maybe now that we're, we're in two episodes in, let's see what the next three weeks bring us. We'll come back after week five probably, and we'll probably come back after like week eight. And then you know we're coming back after the finale, and you know we're coming back after the two, two to three to five part uh, reunion show, which I hope is as good as last year's because last year's was just dynamite TNT. It was just fantastic. It was awesome. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, and thanks everybody who's been listening to, to these uh, – Southern Charm pods we've been doing. I think um, there's a lot of people out there who want to talk and listen to Southern Southern Charm gossip and such, and we appreciate people checking in on on, on our little feed to do that and uh, spread the word. Tell your friends we're going to do these, and um, you know we we love using the House Party app, which seemed to work very well tonight. We'll find out when I do the playback. But uh, guys, stick around for a minute, catch up, Dara. Thanks for being here. Thank you, thanks Cindy. For having me. Of course, Cindy, thank you for being here. You got it. PhilipBusterFreestyle.com. Check us out. Here comes the outro. PhilipBusterFreestyle. That's the end of the podcast, folks. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. This is the end of the PhilipBuster.